Welcome to The Observer Effect, a podcast of travel stories. Each week we hope to bring you a conversation with someone we meet overseas, and at least one good story. Two things you need to know before we start this episode. Today is World Refugee Day, and Johannes mentions a guitar, but he fails to mention that it's pink and has a sticker of a skull on it. Enjoy. Okay, so one of the first questions that I always ask my interviewees can you describe yourself for the listeners? Describe what you look like. Describe how I look like. Apparently <laughs> similar like you do. <laughs> kind of. Maybe a little bit similar like Central and Central European roots. <laughs> like tall, kind of meter eighty six. Brown, blondish hair, very short. And reddish brown long longer beard <laughs> I'm really jealous of your beard <laughs> it's really nice it's yeah. very luxuriant I would say <laughs> it's getting less up here the forehead some more beard <laughs> works for the moment yeah but it, it has a lot of colors in it too there's reddish and yeah like you said blonde right under the lip it's great like in Central uh, Latin American people said it's like a lucky cat <laughs> lucky cat means having more than three different colors. <laughs> My beard is a lucky cat. I think that's the title of the episode now. <laughs> the lucky cat. Beard. <laughs> uh, I would add that you're very jovial. You know that what it means? It means always smiling. You have a really big smile that's constant. And I appreciate that about you. Try to have positive view on the side. Mm-hmm. Just with the pink glasses all the time, but like, see the good things in, in life or in people. Mm-hmm. Not always works though. <laughs> we had some very sad talks as well, like, just realistic talks. Sure. Can you describe where we are? Why do we hear that bird screaming over there? <laughs> Town called again. The hair? The hair. Frontera. I nearly said Jerez, but it's Fajia and I knew it's not Jerez. It's a beautiful Andalusian town, totally white. Every single building is white and just shining in the sun around with palm trees on a on a rocky hill. Some almost tropical bird in my idea. And in the back, the walls of the old city tower, mm-hmm. going with hills, protect, protected. It was, I think, the first or one of the first villages that was taken by the, what they call in English, the Moors. The Moors. The Moors. The mm-hmm. When they first came to Spain. So it's a very interesting place. Lovely. We're traveling here together at the moment. <laughs> uh, I've been waiting for this 
question for a long time now because actually you guys, Johannes and Clara, we should mention Clara is here too. You guys are part of the reason that I started this podcast because of how we met. It suddenly, I mean, I had met lots of people traveling, but uh, you know, something about the timing, I don't know. We've stayed in touch. It was almost a year ago. Haven't and seen for a year. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. But it is. but the idea that that we could meet such wonderful people from Austria <laughs> and become friends and have such deep talks made me want to do that every chance I get to try with every person that I meet while traveling to find out to you know sift through the people and see what I find. You know, I remember seeing you guys across the way. And I knew nothing about you, you know, I just thought, oh, okay, other tourists. But uh, can you describe how we met? Can you tell that story <coughs> to begin with? Yeah, it was wonderful. Like, I don't know, it was this perfect, rocky natural reserve in Guatemala, on the lake Atitla. And me and Clara, we were just swimming there, enjoying the beautiful places. And you and Allison were just doing similar there, just mm -hmm. sitting in the shade, jumping down the the rift, like the, in the rocks. And we just, at one moment, I don't know, thought you kind of, I don't know who started first, but probably me, maybe thought you're nice, and uh, we asked you some kind of question if you already jumped down the the eight meter rock yeah, or something really like that. Really high one. I think. You guys saw us go, and you asked. Yeah, yeah. If it's really hard. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> did it before, and I was so proud of Allison. She did it. I think you did it first, even. I think so. Maybe. I took a photo of you <laughs> in midair. Yeah. It was scary. It was really high. Yeah. <laughs> Down from the rock into the lake. It did hurt a lot. I was also really proud of Clara doing it. It also took me some time because, I don't know, it was pretty high. Yeah, and then we just had started talking more and more. It was like really good talking. We already left, and then I said to Clara, like, we should ask them to meet up again. Like, yeah. it was not just a random friend of you, just as like little chat. Yeah. Because we stayed in this San Marco for longer time, the both of us, like almost a really hippie village on the lake. <laughs> yeah, we always yeah. went to Circles Cafe in San Marcos. We should advertise for them. <laughs> for them, it was really good. Clara and me, we stayed there really nice hostel and so we met up again mm -hmm. and then traveled a little bit together connected very well there having discussions and about all kinds of very interesting topics all the time mm -hmm. like you do now always ask the right question too <laughs> you did it best Just then too many questions <laughs> maybe it's, it's, it's like my photography style the finger never my, stops yeah exactly my, my philosophy is ask lots of questions one of them will be good same with photos. <laughs> sure it does. So we didn't see and so after some time we split again, like or he went on his own traveling direction and now a year later we meet you in Spain again. Yeah. Which is lovely. Yeah. So <laughs> two things two things about you guys impressed me. 
the fact that you're social workers or student social workers and how much you've traveled. So when when we left you, Johannes, you kept going alone for another five months, is that right? It was five in total, maybe it was another four months when we left the This center. is your second time going around Central or South America? Mm, I did it after my like civil service year, which was one year in Bulgaria. Just I didn't know what to study yet, so I tried to earn some money for some traveling around. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to do so. I was before another five months in South America. It was wonderful just traveling around and doing some volunteering. Volunteering if I found something on the way, maybe in some farms or with in an orphanage and things like this, whatever came up and I loved it so much that I did it after my university again before I go going to work get into this 40 hours week thing and get really connected with the place where I live let's just do it again Like I love it love it so much and I knew Spanish already then so Latin America was just not a really good idea can you talk just briefly about what you do now what is your job now? And then we'll, we'll come back to the topic of travel. Um, I finished my Bachelor's of Social Work in Vienna recently and my first social, real social work job now is uh, I work at the Integrationshaus, the Integration House in Vienna, which is an NGO, non-public NGO, uh, like all NGOs are, uh, working with they're working with different things, but I work in an, um, a home for minor refugees that arrived from mine arrived from Afghanistan and Mar Morocco without their parents. They're around 14 year old, eight of them living together in a living community, and we are the social pedagogues that are taking care of all, try to take care of all their needs. Has that changed you at all? Working with them, have they changed your thinking or influenced you in any way? Well, it shows me every day again how privileged we are, kind of. Like the Viennese are, people are um, famous for complaining about everything. I am not Viennese, but I know that they're good at complaining <laughs> everything. And Clara has a big smile right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's not a good Viennese complainer either. <laughs> not so much. Uh, but just like how little they have. like Being 13 years old, leaving all the family and everything behind in war. Don't know if they will still live tomorrow. And just try a new life here without everything, without anything. And they, they just walk from Afghanistan to Austria? Most different ways for traveling. They didn't walk all the way, but they walked over long mountains. And two brothers, which are in our place, they walked all the way from Greece. They came, so I don't know how they managed to come to Turkey exactly, but they took a boat to Greece, then on some island, were brought to the Greece and just started walking. Walked all the way up from Greece to Austria, which is, I don't know, more than 1,000 kilometers, maybe 1,500 
German, really far walk. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you find it difficult to the work? I don't know. The most difficult is that like I just finished university, so my pedagogy pedagogy skills have to improve still. Like learn a lot about more about pedagogy than I did already. And learn more. Work better with them. I feel okay the way I do. With them, no. They, sometimes it's depressing. So, so some days there's everybody just depressed, like flat a little bit. It's just the mood. Sometimes you don't get it out. Um, but uh, generally speaking, I mean, sometimes they tell you terrible stories. It's unbelievable what they've seen sometimes, like people being just like killed on the street, or bombs falling, the Taliban taking people with them, constant fear. Some have seen nothing about war because they spend most time in Iran but really unstable statues like being there illegally. The, the youngsters make it very easy for us to work there actually because they I mean they have needs but they have such a polite and thankful way. So me and my colleagues we most times say it's very easy working there because we have such a good group and they need a lot of us and they have problems and some psychological therapy therapy and help and things. But we are very good together. Like I leave the problems mostly there. I try not to carry them home. Yeah. And that works really well so far. Yeah. So I really love the work. It's very giving. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. Most time it's fun. Yeah. So, what about you and your travels? Why have you traveled so much? I mean. What drives you to go so many places? You've been to Tunisia also. Uh, you've been all over Central Europe, yeah, Central Europe and Eastern Europe and South America, Central America, America, America. US. Well, I don't know. If you just want to start tra- traveling big, like I just love to get to know other cultures. Although I like my own culture as well. But it's just lovely meeting other people, talking with them, seeing other places. But it's a lot about meeting other people, really having talks and discussions and exploring different lives. I don't know, it's a little bit kind of addiction like traveling. If you once did it, it was so many good moments you had and so many good talks you have with people like you, and you meet so. For instance, in Latin America, you meet in the hostels and everywhere, or, or the locals, you meet so many great people from everywhere, many positive people, and talking with them is just fascinating. I don't know, and but my mother asked me if I can still be like calm, like in Austria, <laughs> if always, if I can be happy in Austria now, after, I don't know, being away for long times always. And I think she's kind of afraid that I will travel for my own life, which I really don't feel like I do. Um, it makes me more calm in Austria, kind of, actually. Like, 
I was never patriot and still not at all. Like Europe, Europe does so many things wrong, so does Austria. And but I don't know, it made me like Austria maybe a little bit more. Like I really like staying there as well. And I don't feel like I've lost my roots. I always like to come back to Austria. Mm -hmm. I'm gone for five months. I get in the end, I always get a little bit homesick for my family, my friends, and the way I'm used to it. Things are so. I don't feel like losing my roots. I don't feel like traveling for years at the moment. Like it worked for me now well with this five months. Maybe at the end of time, but I did most time. But not don't want to lose connections with my friends at home too much. It's, it's amazing having friends like all over the world, but it's not the same for me like having friends that you're actually able to meet them if you need them to, yeah. and not just meet them in Skype or talk or write with them. I think it can be helpful as well, but it's, it's not not enough for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess the next years I won't do such big travels. It's more like. We will do it again, but I guess not the next year. Yeah. And I thought it's a really good chance doing it before I really start start to work. Yeah. Get much more connected with the country. You have your own flat, your own I don't know, your girlfriend, your wife, your children, whatever. Yeah. Good company. So a really good story from your travels, something really fun or strange that happened to you in some faraway place. So there was a really lovely moment on this trip that I remember mostly when I talk, think back of the trip, like I was with my best friend traveling around with a uh, acoustic guitar in, in, in the Balkans. All over the Balkans? Like, mm, we started with the Austrian-Slovenian border. That's far how we got by train when we start, went on by hitchhiking as good as it worked or cheap buses. And he's, he's a good singer actually and I'm a okay guitar player. But it was not about making money on the street but we just wanted to meet people having the guitar with us and play on the street because we enjoy playing and singing and so he did most of the singing and I did the guitar playing and sang along with him in some songs. It was just fun traveling down through Slovenia a little bit, a little bit more of Croatia, but we tried more to get a little bit away from the more touristic area which would be Croatia and get into cheaper and more like rural or authentic area that was then like Bosnia. Albania, Kosovo, which was really interesting. I've been coming back again. Um, just that this one place was just a wonderful, most wonderful place of this trip, maybe. It was the, the bridge of Mostar, which is a famous city in Bosnia. And the city Mostar means like the I don't know the English translation so well, but the guy who takes care of the bridge. Uh -huh. So most is the bridge. And I don't know if we have a word for that. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the bridge guard, kind of. Yeah. 
Uh, Mothstar? Yeah, that, that was what I told. Most is the bridge. Mm-hmm. And the most went over this beautiful... It's kind of in a little bit in the mountains, this village. So the most beautiful old bridge that goes over this river actually it was shut down in the, in the war. But they build it up again to connect these two parts. On the one side are more like the the Bos- Bosniaks, which are the Muslim Bo- Bosnian people, and the other side are more the I think Serbian, Croatian, or Bosnia, Serb like not the Muslim, and this bridge connecting these two um, groups that were really split during the war, that killed each other, like the neighbors. We've seen so many graves in the city just sad actually like the graves are really close to the center mostly Muslim graves and all the tombstones had the same same year on it like but 90 I think it was 92 around early 90s it was the, the ex Yugoslavia war had some different epochs but I think this was the killing there was around this time but the city's Let's say this old bridge is built up again. It looks very similar to the old one, I guess. It's still a really beautiful mm-hmm. place. Very special way of a bridge. It's just for walking. Just a walking bridge. Very steep going up and down again. <laughs> with some, what do you call it? Stones? Like Stones? Bricks? Bricks yeah. of it. Like it's not smooth at all. Does it have handrails? It does have handrails, but also really old. Yeah, yeah. Looking nice one. And so it's got connected again. and. We were looking all over for the city where we could play, where some people are. And finally, we dared playing at the beginning of this bridge <laughs> because it was just the, we couldn't find another good place around. Like maybe it was we were not that good players that we <laughs> should really sit there, but we just dared and felt okay doing it. It was really beautiful starting playing there with our songs. Um, people liked it walking by. We threw in some coins. Then it was big fun. Like suddenly, two German girls came by. We've seen them before, but we just talked, like said hey to them and showed them where there's a hostel where they can find. And they, they're around our age. Um, they sing. They told us later they sing in a choir in Germany. And they're also traveling around with their guitar, but they didn't have the guitar with them then. So with me and my friend Dominic, we sat on the one side, and they sat on the other side on this wall and listening to us so we played I don't know our like street <laughs> songs maybe like Folsom Prison Blues by Johnny Cash kind of a cover and they sat there on the other side and asked if we if they can take the guitar and have us play a song we said yeah of course and they started singing in that just so beautiful like very close voice not really good singers but they were like started singing in two how do you say like harmonies two harmonies yeah yeah so nice songs and then it was just wonderful change to our like more the guys way of singing like <laughs> <laughs> and then they gave the guitar again to us we were stunned and then we played another song and then they another song and people started loving this kind of talking through the guitar and the that night and the moon went up and the stars and before that we had to stop we just started to suddenly stop because the Muizin started singing 
because there's a lot of minarets around. It was also just beautiful. You mean the call to prayer? They called the prayer, yeah, yeah. down from the minaret. And so we stopped singing, of course, out of respect. It was also beautiful listening to them from all the different minarets. Then we went on playing, it was just lovely. And in the end, we played just one more song with this girl, and then we said goodbye. And everybody went his own way again. <laughs> like this. It was a good good experience, really. Really special. Why are you so shy? That's such a good story. <laughs> that was beautiful. It, it, it was a beautiful moment. Thank you. Thank you as well. And thank you for speaking English. <laughs> Trying hard. <laughs> Someone in the 10th century, we don't know who, in Iraq, went around collecting graffiti from all the historical sites that travelers passed through. Travelers, business people, pilgrims, refugees, all of them would write something on the walls to commemorate their visiting, maybe a poem or something like that. Here's one thing he found. When strangers on journeys and people far removed from their friends and companions enter a well-known place and famous site, it is their habit to leave behind a record of their presence in order to seek blessing in the prayers of other strangers, travelers, and people bereft of their kith and kin. I want to join in, so get me a pot of ink. This from Caliph al-Makmun. I think it would be appropriate, as always, to advertise for Kiva after this of all episodes. Kiva, K-I-V-A dot org, is a wonderful organization that connects people around the world. It gives you the opportunity to make a small difference uh, with a, a small loan. You can loan money to a business in a country where uh, business capital is difficult to acquire. And the great thing is, you'll be paid back, you loan $25, and very quickly uh, the business owner works to pay you back, and you can loan it again. Give it some thought. Kiva.org, K-I-V-A dot O-R-G. I'm just beyond gratitude to Johannes and Clara for sharing their time and their friendship in this episode today. I'm also thankful to Dana Boulay for the music that she let us use in all our episodes. And I'm thankful for you. <laughs> <laughs>